Hey everyone, welcome to the Superview Show's Mixed Bag, coming to you live once again Wednesday night. And just a reminder, everyone, we the best podcast! We the best! Hopefully you are doing well tonight, hopefully everything is going good, and hopefully you have been staying uh, somewhat warm in the past couple of days. It's been warm here and there, Bill. Yeah, it's... The weather is just been where we are. We're not going to disclose where we are, but the weather's just been really weird. Remember last week, there were days like in the 50s, and then I think it was, I want to say it was Thursday. It was like 60 degrees. I don't even know, but all I know is that. we were supposed to get like a foot of snow, but we ended up only getting like two inches. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I remember that, but it was like crazy times, crazy times, I tell you. But anyways, enough of that weather talk. We're here to talk tonight about our topic, which is Bill. Okay. For the past couple weeks, we've been doing better solo career. Two weeks ago, we did Peter Cetera versus Steve Perry. Last week, we did Phil Collins versus Phil Gabriel. So for the last two weeks, we've just basically been doing 80s and 90s adult contemporary. (laughs) Basically. But today, my friends, well, my friends, the time has come to raise the roof and have some fun. Oh, but, boy. Um, today, my friends, is the big one. It yes. Is today's, today's better solo careers, drum roll, please, John Lennon versus Paul McCartney. Oh, good God. Here we go. <laughs> Let's... You know, and for all the Beatles fans out here watching, you're probably like, oh, you do, God, which, okay, we know some people like Lennon better. We know some people like McCartney better. This is all subject to opinion. Yes. Nobody, Completely. this is all opinion. None of this is subject to fact, unless you're all totally wrong. <laughs> but, um, of course. No, but like we say, art is subjective. In the words of my late uncle, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has them and they all stink. Um, yes, ain't that the truth? But um, but yeah, okay, so we're going to look at, okay, we're looking at solo careers, so we're not going to really be looking at them when they were in the Beatles. No, 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 no. This is strictly classic Ono Band and Wings and their solo career efforts. Oh boy, are you? I, I don't think I don't think I'm ready for this, but I'm not gonna lie. I'm ready if you're ready. Well, who do you want to start okay. with, John and or Paul? First, before we begin, I just want to say uh, we were supposed to get a very dear friend of ours here tonight, and that was our good friend Daniel Zuckerman. But unfortunately, he couldn't make it. But we sent him the best, and we hope he can come on soon. Please come on soon. We hope he can. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, Anywho, who do you want to start with, John yeah. or Paul? Who do you think? Hmm. Let's start with John. Yeah, let's I think, start with John. I think John's a safe bet to uh, talk about. Truthfully, I well, we can go on and on about him all day, but let's let, let's talk a little bit about John Lennon from the Beatles. Yeah, John Lennon is probably one. Not probably is the most iconic music artist solo artist of any band i agree and okay we'll talk about paul later we promise 
Oh, yeah. No worries. Yeah, but John's music is just something else. And, yes. you know, and he was the one who started the Beatles. Yes. He was the one who started the Beatles. He, um, John, he, um, because he actually started the band when he was in Liverpool Arts College. And he met and he met Stu Sutcliffe and they formed the band The Quarrymen. And Stu Sutcliffe introduced him to a friend of his who was, of course, Paul McCartney. And then Paul McCartney introduced him to another friend of his, George Harrison. Of course, how can we forget? <laughs> yeah, his birthday was last week. Put some respect on that man's back. I'm sorry. Anyways. Um, but anyway. Yeah, and John, you know, he wrote music in the Beatles, of course. And oh, yeah. Then, and then came and then came the breakup in 1970. Yes. And that's when John started establishing his sound. But I would say it's even before his solo career. I would say even like in the later years of the Beatles, he started establishing his own sound i would say so i, I would definitely say that there was definitely like his later like you, you can hear it on like like revolution you can hear it on like uh what's not like maybe uh what's another i can't I keep thinking of the white album for some reason or i'll come together is another one he wrote that right yeah because and you know what this goes into the first thing about john lennon his music was very, I hate to use this word, but his music was very political in a way. It was, unfortunately. And, you know, because this, I don't think he really got in, I don't think he really got heavily, his music didn't really get heavily political until he met Yoko. Yep. And like, listen, regardless of how you feel about Yoko, she did have a big influence on him. Whether it's bad, whether you say it's bad or good, she did have a big influence on him. And I heard Yoko hasn't been in the best of health lately, and we wish her the best. Yes. Um, but, and like, and I just want to say as we go on, we're looking at these people as musicians, not as people, because we know John wasn't really the best person no we're here judging him by his music and his music alone but and also speaking of john so i'm going on all these tangents um you're fine Still when we the our dear friend daniel zuckerman his time his podcast the time worked hour plug for that he plug. actually interviewed you might find this interesting he interviewed john's former personal assistant really okay fred seaman Really? Okay. Go check that out. He and and um and and he actually introduced a he actually also interviewed another guy who had something to do with Lennon named Bob Rosenberg, I think his name is. Okay. Go listen to those. They are absolutely great interviews. But anyway, getting back to John, his music started getting very 
political. Yes. And it started with the protest of the Vietnam War. Yeah. It started with the protest of the Vietnam War, which, you know, you could argue would go back to the song Revolution. Yep. Like one of my favorite lines in that song is, if you have a mind to hate, then brother, you got to wait. You know, it's going to be all right. All right. Yeah. Love that one. And and then um and then and then but when he broke off with the Beatles, you know, his first really big solo was the song Give Peace a Chance. Which I love. I love that song truthfully. All we are saying. Is give Which literally the song that that song is literally five minutes long of just that. Oh, we everybody's talking about evolution, evolution. And yeah. you know, I think um not getting too much into it, but um regarding the current world events that have been going on in the past week, I think that song is very appropriate. I second that, my friend. I second that. And yeah, but then I think that is when John really started establishing I'm the issues guy. Yeah. I'm getting into politics. I'm getting political. And, you know, there was also a bunch of other things going on. Like, did you know that um, Richard Nixon wanted to try to have John Lennon deported? Really? I didn't know that. Okay. There's a documentary. I haven't watched all of it. It's called The U.S. versus John Lennon. Really? See what happens when you hang out with me? Oh, this yeah. Been another excited edition of Random Facts with Bill. Random Facts with Bill. Ow! Oh, yeah. Yeah, Richard Nixon wanted to have John Lennon deported. That's very and, interesting. Because the reason why John Lennon came here to New York is because him and Yoko got busted over in England because there was a drug raid. Oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> I don't know if they got arrested or anything, or they were just, or they just like, Yoko, throw the weed out, throw the weed out, throw the weed out. We need to get, we need to leave, we need to leave, we need to leave. Oh my God. <laughs> we need to get out of here, like now. Come on, Yoko, let's go. Oh, yeah. Um, hello, guys. Um, this is just me. I'm John Lennon. Um, I'm just walking. I'm, I'm not smoking pot. Um, oh my. Me and my wife, Yoko, we're just, uh, we're just taking a walk. Um, and we're going to the, to the, um, no, 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 um, oh, our suitcases. Um, um, we're going on a nice holiday. Yes, we're going on a very nice holiday. Oh uh, we're going to be gone for about uh, a month, um, uh, maybe about 30 months, but we're going to be gone a while. Um, bye. Um, that no, was really good. Anything. What was that? That was really good. I'll give you credit. That was a good impersonation of them. Yeah, but anyway, um, but then that's when, but when, you know, and that, and then they came to America, and you know, because of John's involvement in the anti-war movement, Nixon wanted to have him booted. But interesting. But then, like years later, we all know what happened to Nixon, and yes. turned out he was a crook. And then John, when Jimmy Carter got in office, John Lane got his green card. Mm. Um. But anyway, but then. But then in, in all that time span, then came 1971. 
then came in 1971, and that was the song Imagine. Which I will contend is a fantastic song. Yes, and that song is... I think that song is very... That song is Lennon. It really is, if you think about it. And there has been a lot of controversy over the years. Yeah. Because I think one of the big... And and you tell me if you agree or disagree with this statement. A lot of people find the song kind of hypocritical. I could see that. I mean, I, I mean, I could see that, but tell me why. Because... Because the song, and I'm just saying what people say, because you know the line was, imagine no possessions, I wonder if you can. Yeah, yeah, what about it? A lot of people say it's hypocritical because it's being sung by a millionaire. Oh, I I never thought of that, though. That's interesting, okay. I don't know, a lot of people say that, but I like the song, but the message is kind of hypocritical. I mean, John Lennon did have a lot of money. Yeah, but... um. I think the song has good intentions. It, it shows how humanity can be. It it really does show how. And um, if if you remember back in our what is it on our nine eleven special, this song yes. was actually put on the band song list, the infamous Clear Channel band song list. That's right. I remember you saying that. Yep. I think the reason why. I don't think it has anything to do with the possessions. I think it has to do with the opening line. Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. Because if you're a person of faith and you just lost someone and you want to believe that person, whether you're Christian or Muslim and you or, and believe that they're in heaven, or if you're Hindu or Buddhist and believe in reincarnation, right. and you're listening to a song that says, imagine there's no heaven, that's kind of... Yeah, it crosses some lines. Yeah, but um, that song is very poignant, and yeah, and like the song, and another song is um, and and you know, and also, did you know on that album, John Lennon actually throws a cheap shot to Paul McCartney? Really? Do tell. It's a song called "How Do You Sleep at Night." Okay. And you know who plays guitar on that song? McCartney. Who? George Harrison. Harrison. Okay. Ha- Harry. Ha- I by because Paul and George were very close. Oh, no. I mean, the funny thing was that they, 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 are, they, they were, were still like, even though they broke up financially speaking, like, like, like as, a, as a band, they were still like, they were still friends. Well, no, Paul and John didn't talk to each other for a while. For a little while, but they they did they did mend a little bit for at some at some point, right? They did end up. They did end up. Um, they did end up burying the hatchet a little bit, but yeah, because a lot of and we'll talk more about that when we get to Paul. But the yeah. but no, like John Lennon actually throws a cheap shot at Paul McCartney. Because this is this was at the time when they weren't even on speaking terms, right? And it was the song "How Do You Sleep at Night." What, what was the lyric? Do you remember? I can pull it up. Sure. What do you got? Okay. I mean, 
Yeah, I, I have one more thing. One more thing to say about Imagine, if you don't mind. Yeah, go right ahead. Um, I was going to say, I do. This is one of the things that I've, I've always found fascinating about the the, to the Times Square uh, New Year's Eve specials. I noticed that. You notice that they play this song too. Like, like I wanted to bring this up tonight. Drops. Right before, right as either as this ball drops or before the ball drops, they cover John Lennon's "Imagine." Why? I mean, I think I'd like to go sh- to hope to ho- have good hope, could ha- have good, you know, good intentions for the new year and all that stuff. I hope I-, I think that's what they're trying to go for. But I mean, do you think they're overlooking that a little bit or no? Like overlooking what? Like like like, 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 like the point of the song on a New Year's Eve thing on a program. I mean, it, am, I, am I going? Is that a stretch? Am I going too far? Well, you know what? I think in a way. I, th- I think Imagine is both optimistic, but I think it could be very pessimistic. I think so, too, actually. I uh, think the optimistic thing is, you know, hey, let's have world peace. Because the last line, because that famous line going, you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I hope someday you will join us and the world will live as one. Yeah. And, and, you know, because I think the song is optimistic, but in a way, it is sort of pessimistic because, again, imagine there's no heaven. Right. Imagine no possessions. Like, I can see what he's trying to say. And, like, listen, I think that, and, and no, when people bring up that point that, you know, oh, he's saying imagine no possessions, but yet, but yet, um, but yet, um, what? But yet, he has millions of dollars, and and this goes into something that happened recently. Um, there was a, there was a, um, there was a, um, it was right when COVID started. It was right when COVID started. I don't know if you remember this at all. Um, yeah, what was it? Hold on, I gotta pull this up. Um, give me one second. Okay. Um, um hold on, I think I found it. Okay. Um, right when COVID started and the lockdowns, um, Gal Gadot, aka Wonder Woman. Yeah, what'd she do? Her and a bunch of celebrities and her and a bunch of celebrities like all recorded parts to of the song Imagine. Mm-hmm. And he kind of and they kind of all got flat for it. Oh, really? And here's why I can see with that argument. Again, the whole amount because on one hand, yes, the I I good intentions, but like for instance, you know, a lot of people thought it was tone deaf. Because they thought, here it is, a bunch of rich, famous assholes telling us to imagine no possessions. Right. But yet we're listening to a bunch of millionaires and billionaires. Yeah. And, and you know, like, for, you know, again, the opening line, imagine there's no heaven. You know, what if somebody lost someone to this virus? Right, right, right. That makes sense now. And of course, the imagine no possessions part, like, again, rich assholes telling us to imagine no possessions while 
there are people, and I hate to sound like Bernie Sanders here, but while there are people who are struggling because they can't work because of the virus. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And they're afraid of losing their home. They're afraid of how they're going to feed their family. So a lot of people say Gal Gadot and them are basically tone deaf. Mm. Interesting. And and even some of them who were in the video did even say, yeah, we kind of regret doing that. Right. But yeah, but that's like with Imagine. But anyway, yeah, we were talking about the uh, how do you sleep. Um, Here are the lyrics. So Sergeant Pepper took you by surprise. You better see the right through that mother's eyes. Those freaks were right when they said you were you was dead. Referencing to when Paul McCartney, the whole Paul is dead thing. Yeah. The one mistake you made was in your head. How do you sleep? Oh, how do you sleep at night? I mean, that's a direct blow, man. You you live with the straights who tell you you was king. Jump ones when your mama tell you anything. The only day you done was yes. The only thing you done was yesterday. And since you've gone, you just another day. How do you sleep? Mm. So yeah, th- as you can tell, that's not. Hey, Paul, let's be buddies. That's yes. That's, yeah, that's basically fuck you, Paul. That's like giving him the finger, basically. Yeah, and. And yeah, but you know, going into other songs, you know, that goes, you know, songs with the Vietnam War. Have you ever heard the song Mama, I Don't Want to Be a Soldier? By John Lennon? Yeah. I have not. It's the song basically saying, Mama, I don't want to be a soldier. I don't want to die, referring oh. to the Vietnam War. Right. I see what you're and, saying. And, okay. you know, it has a lot of those activism. Those, those points of view in there. A lot of activism, like the song Power to the People. Yep, yep, yep. That's another one. Power to the People. Yeah. And, and then, you know, it really touches on those themes. And it also, and it also touch, and, you know, this goes into another point aside with the political and issues theme. John Lennon's lyrics are very dark. Actually, they actually are. I mean, you're you're right when I think about them. Like just what we said with Imagine, just like with Mama, I don't want to be a soldier, which Mama, I don't want to die. Yeah. And, you know, a, probably one of my favorite Lennon solo songs, Instant Karma. Oh, yeah. And we all shine on. Like the beginning of that song, Instacarm is gonna get you. Grab you around the face. You be- you better get yourself together, darling, or pretty soon you're gonna be dead. Yeah, I mean that doesn't sound like silly love songs. No, that doesn't sound like or another day, or even uh, you know, let him in. You know, I and, see your point there. And then a and then another song, and this goes into. All right, folks, listen, um, we're going to get into a little bit of a controversial thing here. I know today is Ash Wednesday. As you can see, I had my ash. It's fading. Um, Ironically enough, it's Ash Wednesday. (laughs) And I don't mean to insult anyone's religious faith. Yeah. But did you know John John Lennon actually wrote a song called God? Really? 
Yes. And let's just say the song isn't something you'd be hearing Sunday morning at mass. Um, what is it about? John Lennon was basically a staunch atheist. And oh, good God. here's the, the opening. God is a concept by which we measure our pain. I'll say it again. God is a concept by which we measure our pain. Yeah, pain. Um, and then it goes in the whole... I don't believe in magic. I don't believe in I Ching. I don't believe in Bible. I don't believe in Tarot. I don't believe in Hitler. I don't believe in Jesus. I don't believe in Kennedy. I don't believe in Buddha. I don't believe in mantra. I don't believe in Gita. I don't believe in yoga. I don't believe in Kings. I don't believe in Elvis. I don't believe in Zimmerman. I don't believe in Beatles. Wow. That's deep. I don't think it's I don't think it's really just about religion. No, no. Because this was the time of the 60s when things were becoming more radical. Yeah. And and when they were turning away from things like from things like Western religion and things like, you know, he brings up Kennedy in there. And this is when things were becoming more radical. And there is a part when he when he says, I don't, I just believe in me, Yoko and me, and that's reality. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, the dream is over. What can I say? The dream is over. Yesterday, I was the dream weaver, but now I'm reborn. I was the walrus, but now I'm John. And so, dear friends, you'll just have to carry on. The dream is over. Wow. Like, yeah, that's that's depressing. Yeah, it's literally. (laughs) That song is very, very depressing. Very. Like, I'll be honest. I could only listen to the whole song like once or twice because it's just super depressing. How is the tone of the song? Is it like a is it upbeat or no? It's I don't believe in Jesus. Something like that. Oh, wow. It's very deep and it's very depressing to listen to. That's why I can only I can't really listen to it. But I but I don't think that concept is just about religion. I think it's also about. When he says, you know, I'm reborn, I used to be the walrus. I think how also the concept when he says, I don't, he straight up says, I don't believe in Beatles. Yeah. So I, cause this was written after the Beatles broke up. And I think this was basically that time in my life is over. I'm, I'm moving on. I mean, didn't they all move on if you think about it? Yeah, they did. But I think his was more of a statement, a statement, right? I was about to say the same thing. His was more of a statement. Yeah, he's like, I'm done. And, um, but because when you look at someone like the rest of them, uh, Paul, George, and Ringo, they're like, mm-hmm. okay, was I'm sure they were upset over everything, but yeah, they said, okay, let's move on. Loose guys ahead. John's music was very, you know, when we brought up the song "How Do You Sleep," that yeah. was a straight up middle finger to Paul McCartney. Oh yeah, totally. that was basically fuck you, Paul. Fuck the Beatles. And this song was a giant fuck the Beatles. Unfortunately, yeah. And 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 yeah, 
So John's lyrics were very dark. And I would say in even some cases, very nihilistic. Yeah. I would say John's lyrics were very, could be very nihilistic. Yeah, no, I, I, agree. I completely agree with you, man. Yeah. Um, and then, and then we all know, and we'll make this quick because I know you probably want to get to the other one soon. No, I, I have something to say about John Lennon, but go on. Let's hear it. Go, no, you go. Go ahead. I was, I was going to say, regarding John Lennon, I got to tell you guys the truth. Uh, John, if you wanted to get to know, I know we touched a lot on Imagine, but there's a, there's a full-fledged, I think it's on Netflix. Sometimes like it's a documentary on, um, it's a documentary on Netflix called Imagine Only Imagine Us Only Sky. It's like it's like John Lennon's. It's the story about that album and how Yoko's in it as well. I think his son, this is his son, is in it as well. It's a it's a it's a documentary. You could check it out on Netflix. It's about how he just simply wrote it out one day and then he made it into a song and then the rest they say is history. Um, it's very 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 interesting stuff. Truthfully. Uh, and if you want to check out the documentary, I believe it's on Netflix. If I'm not mistaken, it's called John Lennon's Above Us Only Sky. Uh, but I mean, he I mean, he was very, very. I mean, we both could go on about him for a while. He's he was a very political minded um, individual, like uh, with, with his music, especially. I mean, like there were certain. I mean, you can look up what's the, what's the one I can't think of. Well, I mean, there's a song of his. I think it's called like um, n- n- what's the super explicit one? I forget the name of it. It's not. It's the Karma. It's the um, oh god, what is it called? Working class hero, maybe. Yeah, that one. You know what I'm talking about with that one? Yeah. They say you're all. We 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 we, we, we like we were not gonna go in depth with it, but let's just say that it's a very 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 um Dark controversial, song. very degrading lyrics as well. The guy went like. I think I mean I'm I mean I respect him as an artist, but at the same time, he he went so far out of left field with like the whole political activism and the fact that he just has the has the blatant uh, I mean you you know writing a song is freedom of speech, but like going to that extent was like oh my god you know you know what I mean so um, yeah but any yeah but then um. But then I think in his years, John sort of toned down. Like, I would think so. Like there was a song you probably, you, I don't know if you've heard this story. I think you did, but John Lennon collaborated with Elton John. Yes. On a song called Whatever Gets You Through the Night. Correct. Yes. And they made a bet. And Elton John said, this song hits number one. You have to come on stage and perform it with me. And this was also around the time when John was with something called the lost weekend with May Pang, who was like his assistant. And then he came back to New York and, and what happened was he said, okay, well, you're going to do this with me. You're going to, you're going to play this with me on Thanksgiving night. And John had not played in front of crowds in a while he like literally he like literally threw up right before he went on stage because he was so scared. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. And Alan John goes, I have another friend of mine coming. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome John Lennon. And wow. they performed Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. 
and whatever gets you through the night. And then they're about to play. I saw her standing there. And the way John introduced it was so funny. He's like, this was written by an old fiance of mine named Paula. Hmm. And and um and then that was actually his last public appearance. Wow. Because this was around the time when he was going into the most quiet part of his life, what they call the house husband years. This was around the time he was coming back to Yoko. Yep. And he did release one more album, which was the song album Rock and Roll, which was about of, you could tell like around this time, John's life was starting, because this was, it was more songs that was reflecting on, that was more reflecting on his, um, that was more reflecting on his, um, on his childhood because it was a bunch of rock songs from like the fifties and early sixties. Yeah. And then that's when he went into his, that's when he went into his reclusive phase for five years. And that's when they gave birth to their young, to her, to his younger son, Sean. Right. Right. And then he was starting to come out of it in 1980 when he wrote the album Double Fantasy. Mm. And a lot of that album was about like the song Just Like Starting Over. Like he was ready to go back on tour again. Yeah. And then and then the song Beautiful Boy, which was about his son Sean. Yep. And, you know, this was about John Lennon getting his second chance. And I I think it was in that U.S. versus John Lennon documentary. It could have been something else. Okay. But there is a video of him walking through Central Park with Yoko. And this guy from the basketball court is screaming, hey, it's John Lennon. And, and he goes, and Yoko goes, and John goes, hold on, Yoko. I got to go say hello to him. I'm going to go say hello to him. I got to shake your hand. When are you guys getting back together? When are you guys getting back together? Meeting the Beatles. Goes, and John goes, tomorrow. <laughs> like, you could tell he was really appreciated that. And he was starting to go on tour again. But sadly, we all know what happened. December yep. 8th, 1980. John Lennon was shot and killed outside his apartment by Mark David Chapman. Very sad. Very unfortunate. At 40 years old. Yep. And... It really makes you whole oh, sc- scroll down for discography. Yeah, I'm gonna let you go off on this for one sec. So d- okay, so go to John Lennon discography for a sec. Yep, right here. No, no, it says main article. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, so let's see: eleven studio albums, three live albums. Go down. Um, wow! Imagine charted a lot of places. Yep. So the double fantasy sometime in New York City. Keep going. Give me one sec. Double fantasy. Double fantasy charted a lot. Um, Milk and Honey, which was the album that was released a few years later with Yoko Ono. 
Yeah. And there is a there is a video I saw of Yoko listening to to that song, and she's just tearing up. I'm sure she would. Of listening to the song "Walking on Thin Ice," which was actually the song that they recorded before they went back and he was killed. Right. So I don't know if it was recorded from that night. Like they're playing it and she's in tears. Yeah. No, I I could definitely understand that. Yeah. Have you all have you have you been to the uh, John Lennon Memorial at Central Park by any chance? Unfortunately, I actually have not. I because I I mean I've been meaning to go there. I mean, I, I have full disclosure, I have Ringo Star tickets for um later this year. They were postponed from 2020. So when I when I and plus his Memorial is right by the Beacon Theater in New York City, if I'm not mistaken. So, I, then, so whenever I go down there, I'm gonna to have to pay my respects to the other Beatle that's that's got assassinated down there too. So, you know. um, yeah, um, she was yeah, but um, no, I've been there. Okay, it's right across the street from the Dakota. Oh, okay, yeah, I know what that is now. Yeah, yeah. And I remember I I was with my dad. We were right across the sh- street, and we were at the Dakota, and I was standing in that, that way where Chapman was standing, and I'm like, it's, it's very creepy to be there. Oh, I'm sure it is. It's like reenacting history, literally. It's like, oh, my God, I am standing right where Mark David Chapman stood. To kill John Lennon, John was standing right there. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. I, I have not been there myself, but I'm pretty sure if I go there, it's like, I'm pretty sure if we go, if I go there, it's like it'll be a surreal experience. Like he might, his ghost might be floating around somewhere. Can you? And not? it has the famous. I don't know if you saw the famous Imagine Circle. I, I, I like I said, I haven't been there, so I'll have to see it when I go down there. Oh, you probably seen pictures of it. Oh no, I've seen pictures of it on Google. Yeah. I've seen I've seen pictures of it, and yeah, so so yeah, that's John Lennon. Um, final thoughts on John before we move on to the other Beatle. Um, honestly, I think personally, I think we covered a lot of bases. I think, but if ultimately, guys, it's whatever you think. If you are a fan of the Beatles, and if you're a fan of solo Beatles as well. If you have not checked out John Lennon's solo work, check it out. He obviously was one of a kind. He was truly, truly a, a pioneer of the genre. I would, I would go so far as to say that truthfully, because he pushed boundaries, and a lot of people respect his solo work too. As outside of the Beatles, I mean, he's he's still known for the Beatles, but I feel like his solo work gets like overlooked a little bit. Not uh, not overrated or underrated, but it's just get overlooked gets overlooked a little bit nowadays, truthfully. I mean some people some a lot of people go back to imagine or give piece of chance, but like, you know, I feel like no, there are a lot of other songs that I just brought up tonight. God, yeah. Mama, I don't want to be a soldier. Yeah. No, I mean the ones that Bill brought up are just are just as reasonable and viable of songs that are still great songs. And if like I'm gonna just say this if you have not checked out any of his solo work, check it out while you can. Like if you if you're if you're under the age of 20, which some people who listen to us might be, you know, check out 
any of his solo work. Check out all the things he's ever done with his solo work and the Plastic Ono Band. You know, check them out. They he was truly a legend, and you know he he was kind of a dick at some points, but that's you know that's yeah, he was a bit of a yeah, he was a bit of a dick. I mean, but like it, it, towards the end, I mean, Paul and him did try to amend at some point, and then unfortunately he got shot. So yeah, they very, did try to. That's very sad. And, and you know what's like the thing now that which I think this is a good transition into Mr. McCartney, don't you think? Um, of course. It's kind of ironic. Like they both wrote songs about each other. Like John's How Do You Sleep was yeah. basically a giant middle finger to Paul McCartney. Yeah. But unfortunately, two years after John passed, after John was killed, Paul McCartney wrote a song called Here Today. And I'm going to get to that. Don't worry. You know what? We'll talk more about that when we get to it. Um, all right. So, all right we... Now it's time. Are you ready? Oh my God. Are we talking about him now? <laughs> are we talking, talking about, about Sir, Sir Paul Sir McCartney? Sir Paul McCartney. Sir Paul McCartney. What a lovely chap. Got to tell you right up front. Uh, he, he's a, a fine fellow, isn't he? He's a lovely guy. We love to see it. Um, full disclosure, I love him. <laughs> like, I do, actually. Aside, aside from seeing him live, which both of us did together, and unco- coincidentally, we both saw each other at the same show. We're like, "Oh my god, what's up?" We, we didn't go together. We we no. We um we were with se- we were separately. Yeah, um, like I was with someone else, and he was with someone else, and we didn't see each other. We can say who I was with. I was with our dear friend Justin. We love you, Justin. We love you, Justin. Uh, You're awesome. Shout out. Um, um, but let's get into it, shall we? Go ahead. Yeah, but um, Paul McCartney, um, you know, after guy. the Beatles broke up, like one of the big reasons, like why the Beatles broke up, people could say it was Yoko. Um, you know what? I, I hate to get stuck on London for one second, but I want to ask you an honest question. What's up? Do you think Yoko is the one who broke up the Beatles? No. I think she was a factor. I agree with that. I think she was a factor, but there was a lot of problems going on. There was so much going on. I mean, that, that could be a whole discussion on its own, but I will say this, that they had, they, you have to understand, the money was a factor. Time was a factor. Their chemistry. I think the breakup, yeah. start, I think things started unraveling when Brian Epstein died. I would say that too, yeah. And then after that, that's when things started like John, um, there's a lot of people say because I was watching this documentary about Beatles wives. A lot of people said John basically used Yoko to stand up to Paul McCartney. Yeah. But, but Paul has even said he's been asked in interviews. He's like, "Did Yoko break up the Beatles?" He goes, "No, no. It was money. I, it was. I think fun. she was a factor." But I don't think she was the main cause. No, she was not the main. People say that she she was like she broke up the Beatles. No, 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 no. She she was a factor. She was not a, the whole reason. Uh, no. There were a lot of there was a lot of shit going on at this it was point. Behind the scenes stuff. And look, let's not forget it was so so monumentous. People uh, called it a landmark in the decline of the British Empire. <laughs> yes, I mean, that 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 was the word for word like tele like the televised thing. Like the Beatles are broken up. Oh my god. It's a landmark in the decline of the British Empire. Let that sink in, ladies and gentlemen. Let that sink in. But um, um but anyway, um but Paul, what a guy. But Sir Paul, after the Beatles broke up, 
And because one of the reasons is Paul wanted um, his then girlfriend, Linda Eastman, who he, uh, were they married at the, at the time? I don't know. Uh, they were married at one point. I forget when. No, I think they did. I think they did get married. They, she, he remained married to her until she passed away in 1998. Yeah, she, she, she was the first wife. But, um, but he wanted Lee, who was Linda's father, to be the band's manager. Mm. And the rest of them didn't want it. That's interesting. Um, God, I, my mind is full of such useless trivia. But <laughs> okay, you know but that. Anyway, um, but yeah, that's what. But yeah, but then Beatles break up. Then Paul takes a year or so because I was hearing somewhere after the Beatles broke up, Paul was depressed. I'm sure he was. I'm sure he would be. That Paul was very depressed, and then he started his own band, which is. Wings, wings. Which I feel like they. I don't get. I think we talked about this one more. I think I don't think they're underrated anymore. I just think they overlooked a little bit because they put out some great content. Well, I don't think they're. I wouldn't necessarily underrated. Maybe slightly overlooked. That's what I was, I was trying to say. Yeah. Maybe because some people look at the Wings as like Paul's backup band. I mean, some people say like it's Paul McCartney and Wings. But and Wings I, is just the back is just the backup band. Yeah, but people forget that Wings was like Paul McCartney was in Wings. You know, it's like, it's like, um, it's not Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. It's you know the Heartbreakers. Anyways, like or like Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. You know, that that end is pretty important. But Paul McCartney was in Wings. Let's let's not get it wrong with that. Um, you want to talk about Wings first? And now we're getting to Paul Solo. Where? Yeah. Well, I think you know more Wings than I do. So let's split this up a little bit. Um, okay. I do know Band on the Run. Band on the Run. <laughs> I got to tell you right up front, Ben, the title track is one of my favorite songs in the whole wide world. It's in my top 25 songs of all time. I you love it that so? much. No, I, it's, it's in my top 25 songs of all time. Band on the Run, the title track. It's, that's number 25? No, it's not. It's, it's in my, I'm, I, I don't know where it stands exactly, but it's in my top 25. Yeah. It is a good song. I mean, it's, it's brilliantly written. It's put together very well. And it's, it's to be frank with you, it's, it's timeless. Um, I love it. Um, but let's look at Wings discography, shall we? Let's see. Yes. Uh, I actually have some of these on vinyl. Now that I think about it, I have, let's look at Wildlife and then we'll go from there. Wildlife was, I, I, I don't know, I, what are the songs on this one? I forget. Um, uh, it says here, Wildlife was their first, and for the record, everyone, we're including Wings because, Paul McCartney was in Wings, and we wanted to include it just because. For the, the hardcore fans, are like, well, Wings was not a part of it. And we're just talking about it anyway, so let you know. But uh, but yeah. So let's see. I mean, it does not look it was. I mean, it was probably like the first attempt to do stuff. But let's see. The, the, the tracks are all the tracks written by Paul and Linda McCartney. Mumbo, Bipop, Love Is Strange, uh, Wildlife. I mean, I've never heard of any of these songs, just because I, I don't think they. I don't think this was received well at first. You know what I mean? Because it's the first Wings album, Wildlife. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, their most their most commercially successful thing was Band on the Run. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, and like that. That's where like they. 
Red Rose Speedway actually is pretty good too. Now, this has got some good stuff on it too. Red Rose Speedway has the following songs on it, such as hold on one second. Uh Big Red, Big Barn Red, Big Barn Bed, My Love, Get on the Right Thing, One More Kiss. I mean, there's some good stuff on here, but it's not like fully memorable. I mean, it's got like it's got good stuff. I mean, oh, the hardcore fans only know it. I mean, we we are fans. We're not like the diehard, super like sweaty. We listen to it on a daily Wing basis. Fans. Yeah, I, I like Wings. Don't get me wrong. I just, I just don't. I'm not like the biggest fan of Wings overall. I mean, I like them quite a bit. I mean, I think, I think they're great. But do I think that they're like the best? I don't know. But, but anyways, track listing for, for Red Rose Speedway's got some good stuff on it. But let's go over to the real. What we're going to talk about here is Band on the Run. Um, which obviously was their third their third album of Wings, and um, I think Band of the Run was like a number one hit song. We forget about that, true? I think it was. If I'm not mistaken, the title track "Band on the Run" was a number one hit song on the Billboard Hot 100 in 19. It was 1974. It was a number one hit song. It was like the song of the summer. Like, you know how like Ed Sheeran's hot now? This was the hottest thing back then. <laughs> it was the Ed Sheeran of 1973. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I love this album too. I actually, I, I, for those of you who, who have watched me for any period of time or who, who only listen to us, check out our YouTube channel as well. Uh, I, I did a video about why you should listen. Yeah, <laughs> I did a video about why you should listen to Paul McCartney and Wings. Uh, I touched on his solo career and Wings. In the video, and one of the albums I have is Band on the Run with the vi- in vinyl pressing with the original plastic sleeve on it. I have Absolutely. Band on the Run. I, I mean, for those of you who've watched me for any period of time, I have vinyl. But um, I love this album. I mean, it is one of the best albums of the 70s, probably, to be honest with you. Yeah, I so. I, I love it. I mean, do, do you have any takeaways from Band on the Run, my friend? I really do like the song. It's a good one. I like how yeah. it starts slow, and then it goes to bam! It's so good. Like th- th- there's a lot of there's all great songs. Jet, Bluebird, I think is a little bit underrated. I mean, it's 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 like it's like the Blackbird of the of Wings. It's just it's quiet. It's got a saxophone solo and it. it's really good. Mrs. Vanderbilt's good. Let me roll. It's a great track. I mean, Pneumonia, uh, No Words, Helen Wheels was great as well. Picasso's Last Word, Drink to Me was a great track. And nine, 1985, 1985 was a great cut. I mean. And the ending of the ending of the album actually goes back to the band on the run course, like band on the run. It's pretty cool. Uh, I love this album. I mean, I think it's one of the, it is widely regarded as one of the best albums of the of of all time in the top like five hundred or so, five or six hundred. Yeah. Uh, I would say that it definitely is. I would definitely say it's up there. For, it's probably the Wings' most well-known stuff, truthfully. Yeah. Um, outside of like Venus and Mars had other stuff on it too. But like, hold on, like let's see. I mean, Band on the Run has like the title track, Jet, and a couple other hit singles on it as well. Like, but Venus and Mars had a couple other hits on it too. Let's not forget those. Uh, uh Letting Go. No, no, what is it? No, what, what, I can't think of it. All of a sudden, uh, Listen to What the Man Said was the number one hit song for Wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rock Show, Venus and Mars. The wing, this album has got some great stuff too. Um, uh, I mean, the Venus and Mars, the rock show, love in song, 
You gave me the answer. Letting go. Letting go. He actually played when we saw him. I remember. I didn't give you the answer, JT. You gave yourself the answer. I tried. (laughs) Uh, Boo. Get out of here. (laughs) Get the hook. Get the hook. Oh, my God. We're going to fool here. The hook. McCartney has played Spirits Spirits of Ancient Egypt at one point. Uh, I think Denny Lane has. Sorry. Denny Lane has played at some points. Um, Listen to what the man said. It's the number one hit song. Listen to what the man said. I like that one. Actually, it's a good one. Um, I don't know, overall, like, but Wings, Venus and Mars is a great album as well. Um, I do have, I have this one. I know this one for sure. I have this one. Wings at the Speed of Sound. This one has silly love songs on it. That's a great song too. They want to just fill the world with silly love songs. What's wrong with that? What is wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that, truthfully. I mean, that's all we hear on the radio nowadays, but... Um, let him in. Great song. The night, the night you wrote before. The 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 note you never wrote. Never really heard it. Uh, she's my baby. It's a good one. Uh, Wino Junko. Uh, Silly love songs is great as well. Uh, Cook of the house. More some of these songs I don't really remember. I mean, I listened to it once before, but outside of Silly love songs and Let Him In, that's about it for me. Like as far as like the like the songs I know off the top of my head. But um. I do like it's a good album overall. I mean, Wings at the Speed of Sound and uh, whatnot. Let's go look at let's look at Wings Over America. I have this one. I do have this one. This is kind of like a greatest hits of the time for a triple live album by the British American rock band Wings. That's crazy. Uh, this uh, this is the Maybe I'm Amazed live cut from McCartney. We'll get to that in a second. London Town uh, is the last one. If I'm not mistaken, it's the last no, Wings album. Nope, they got a few more. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Uh, London Town had, you know, it's funny. There's a song here called Girlfriend, I think. Yeah. Michael Jackson covered Girlfriend at one point. And they've done, you know, because him and Paul McCartney have done some work together later on. Yeah. That's what we'll get that as well. I mean, we'll get that. Soon. Yeah. We got so a lot much. to get to, folks. I know. We're already like, why do we include wings? <laughs> um, with a little luck is good. I've had enough. It's good. London Town. These are these are all great. I mean, look. If you, bottom line, if you want to get into Wings, if you want to get into like seventies rock, get into Wings. They are great. Uh, this is the Wings greatest. We don't want to touch on that because that's just the, the greatest. Hits. And Back to the Egg is the final one. I don't have this one. Back to the Egg is the final, the final Wings album. Which had what songs in it? I forget. Hold on one sec. It had. I I don't getting closer. I think. I mean, some of these are like I don't I don't truly tell Bill. I don't really remember any of these songs. I haven't really listened to these ones. But back to the egg is the last Wings album. I know that. Back to the egg. Yeah. So. Um. Any comments for Wings overall before we go to our our next stuff? Oh yeah. I- I could see it was um, Paul and Linda's attempt to to start a band together. Um, Which had success. Yeah. What did you think of, um, What do you, was maybe I'm Amazed Wings or was that his solo? No, no I'll get that. That's off his, solo, his first solo album. I'll get that in a second. But um, McCartney, um, that was on McCartney 1. I'll get that in a second. Uh, Paul McCartney. Yeah. So, uh, but like, any any thoughts for Wings in, in general? Like, I thought it got? was a good attempt, and I heard Paul actually taught Linda how to play piano when they got to 
when the band got together. Oh, get out, really? Yeah. That's so cool. I didn't know that. Um, that's crazy. When the match uh, with Bill. Um, oh, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, let's go to his solo career. Yeah, let's talk about, let's talk about his solo work. I, I actually mean, got... I'm sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, I do have... I have some stuff to say as well, but I'll let you go. I'll let you share your, what, what are some of your initial impressions of Paul McCartney? Just curious. Sir Paul McCartney. Sir Paul um, McCartney. The guy's a, a living a, legend. As a solo art. Of course he's a living legend. Yeah. And I think this is a man who, cause, Oh, I got a lot, some stories and anecdotes here. Um, I remember I was part of this like job seeking program and, and they did like this icebreaker it's going, if you had a talk show, who would be your first guest? And I said, Paul McCartney. Of course. And somebody said, if said, you know what, Bill, you know what you could ask him? I'm like, what? Go and ask him, how could somebody write so many songs that are absolutely perfect? That's a hard bargain against that, my friend. Like, listen, he's, um, he's almost 80. It, and he's still kicking. Which is crazy. Yeah, like when I saw, when we saw him, again, we weren't together. Yes. Like, he was 75. Like, he looked great. Yeah, he, he did, really did. He looked great. And he, he sounded really good. He was singing in the key that he sung with the Beatles. Like, my only gripe is you could tell he's aged a bit. Like he was a little shaky on the high notes. Yeah, just a little bit. He was a little shaky on the high notes, but other than that, he sounded great. I agree with that completely. But um, but anyway, um, and I got something interesting to tell you: the uh, Ram album that's right there. Yeah. Um, my friend Sasha, Sa- Sasha, if you are watching, special shout out for you, my friend. Um, yeah. She told me that I think it was her dad's cousin actually is in the music business and actually worked on McCartney's album. That's awesome. And and she told me something even cooler. What? Um, her and my dear friend, Jamie. Jamie, if you are watching, shout out to you as well. They... Yeah. They went to the um, Frank Sinatra School of Performing Arts. Okay. Which is in New York City. I'm not going to stay with Borough. But they had an assembly one day, and I shit you not, this happened. Sasha, what? if you were watching, you could go in the chat and confirm this for me. Um, said, we got a special guest today. I shit you not, was Paul McCartney. I hate you. <laughs> well, no, I no. wasn't there. Don't hate me. Don't I hate your friend. I hate your friend. Damn it. Oh, come on. She's lovely. Um, oh, Sasha, if, if you're listening to this, you can reach us at 1-800-GOT-BILL. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, she's going to smack both of us for that one. Thanks. It's okay. No, no. You're talking. Um, anyways. But anyway, no, she, yeah, Paul McCartney came and did us basically impromptu concert and Q&A at Frank Sinatra School of the Performing Arts. That's ridiculous. I know you hate her now. Jealous over here, anyone? Yeah, but um, yeah. That's a true story, folks. That's but anyway, crazy. getting back to everything. 
Um, Paul McCartney's solo work, and, and you know, just like what that guy said, how could he continue? Right, because we have talked before. People who, you know, people who are in bands and they have success with the band, but then they go off solo and they maybe they have some success after the band, right? But that success is very short lived. Paul McCartney. Has been going on for 50 something years. 60, maybe, if you count the Beatles. 60. And he could still, he could write music with him gargling and it would probably be perfect. I would say so as well. Oh, um, but that's, but you know, and, and that's the thing. And you know what? It's like nowadays, Paul McCartney. He doesn't have to go out and tour. You know why? Why? Because he has more money than God, but he does it because he loves it. He loves touring. He has he has set a record that he loves to tour. And this is somebody who's at the age where he should, where he, where most people are sitting in their basements <laughs> with a cup of tea and watching reruns of Murder She Wrote. Yes, ain't that the truth, there, buddy? And he's still rocking arenas. And stadiums, too. And, you know, his solo album, his solo stuff, Maybe I'm Amazed, is great. Of course. And that song was about the love of his life, um, Linda. Yeah, that was a good one, too. Yeah, I think that was, honest to God, the best. That was, Paul and Linda was the probably the best marriage in show business history. I, I second that, actually. I, I'd say, I would say outside of that, actually, just yes. <laughs> you were going to say Bruce Springsteen and his wife, weren't you? And Patty, well, listen, pa- Patty and Bruce are great, but they're not Paul and, was it, Linda? I guarantee you, if Linda was still alive, Linda, God rest her soul, but if she was alive today, I think they would still be married. I, I, I second that. I mean, I, I think they would still be married if they were alive today. I but, agree. um, Shall we get into their albums? Let's get into the albums. Let us get into the albums, shall we? We're not going to, I'll tell you what we're not going to talk about. We're not going to talk about his instrumental or covers album. We're talking about his albums that he released by releasing his solo work, like his own solo crew. Let's start with McCartney in, um, in 1970, his first, so, which is the same year Let It Be came out. So he, so he, it's probably like, okay, I'm done now. On to my solo stuff. Yeah. Which, by the way, this is the first of three albums he made where he plays all the instruments by himself. He wrote, he did the whole thing by himself. Maybe. One of three albums he did. The way you love me all the time. So that's funny. He received mostly negative views to it back in the night, but now it kind of receives like a classic. Yeah. Which is interesting. Let's get into the track listing. So they're all all tracks are written by Paul McCartney. The lovely yes. of course. That would be something. Uh, Valentine Day. Every night's a great track. Every night's a really great track. Uh, Hot as sun slash glasses. Junk. I thought junk was pretty good too. Man, we we was lonely. Ooh, you, Mama, Miss America, Teddy Boy. Sing along, junk. Maybe I'm amazed. It's like one of the last songs on the record, Bill. That's cool. And, and that and that ends up being like the most successful. I know, it's like what the most successful song on the album was. Maybe I'm amazed, which is a great song, truthfully on its own. 
uh, and Karina Core. I mean, out of all the songs there, I I know Junk, I know Maybe I'm Amazed, and I know uh, Every Night. I know uh, Lovely Linda, and Maybe I'm Amazed. Okay, so uh, we were on the same page to, to some extent. Like we both have similar knowledge of this. It's a great album overall, too. I, I mean, it got it got like mixed re- reactions when it first came out. Like the actual like re- re- the critical reception. It was like you know, like it's all right, it's unfinished, whatever. But I mean, honestly, a lot of people say it's really good now too, which is great. So let's. I mean, he's it was received bad back then, and then over time, they're like, okay. Now it's really good. Now let's get in. Now, uh, any other thoughts on McCartney, the first album, or no? No, not really. I think we've had everything. All right, let's go to Ram in 1971, which turned 50 years old last year. Uh, Ram, which is crazy on its own. Um, I Ram, I'm least familiar with. But yeah, I'm not familiar the, with it either. So, but oh no, no, I I I, I, I'm, I am familiar with one more than I thought. Uh, too many people. I know that one. Uncle Albert and uh, Admiral Hazy. I know that one. I know Heat at Heart of the Country, and I also know um, Another Day. Th- those those are really good songs. Can I can I be album. honest with you, JT? What's up? I don't know any of these songs. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. But there, this is your homework for tonight, Bill. Tomorrow morning when you wake up, just look up this album and, and listen to the songs. Too many yeah. people. Uncle Albert, uh, and another day in heat of the country. That's a, I, if you if you, if someone to come like if you just came in and said I've never heard this album, listen to those four songs and you're good. Okay, that's what I do. So too many people, Uncle Albert, too heat of the country, and another day. Another day is a great track for me too. Let's jump over. So that that really covers Ram. Ram is another good album too. Truthfully, I liked it. Truthfully, um. And it was the first number. Uncle Albert was the number one hit for him without the Beatles. It was his first number one without the Beatles. I wonder who Uncle Albert is. He probably. I'm sure he's a swell dude. I'm sure he is. Uh, now let's talk about McCartney two. Two. I have McCartney two. Mecca two. Uh, this has some good. Now I mean, there's one. I mean, I am not the biggest fan of some of the things. There's one song on this album I hate. And what song is that? Temporary secretary. Have you heard this one? It's, it's it's kind of like an earworm to me. No, I haven't. Okay, listen to it once and then never listen to it again. It's very it's very synthesizer heavy. It's like his experimentation with that. It's kind of like a new wave thing. Um, but I mean, honestly, if you want my humble opinion, it, it's got good stuff on it. Like Wonderful Christmas Time came out of this. A song that people either love or hate. Yeah, probably because it's played so much. But like, because if you I mean, go on any Christmas, if yep. you go on any hated Christmas song list, this song is actually on that list. Yeah, it's only on the original deluxe. I think of it. I, I forget. Oh, it's not. I forget. Um. Anyways, coming up, great song, "Temporary Secretary." When I the first time I heard it, I wanted to like like turn my brain off. It was ridiculous. On the way, you know, I, I remember waterfalls is go okay. Uh, Summer's Day song, a deep track, but I like a lot. It's a it's a nice track with about like summertime, mm-hmm. which I like. Frozen Jap, boogly music, dark room. One of these days. Overall, look, you forget he wrote all the songs in the album, and he he made this he made the whole album by himself. You forget okay. that. So one guy, I'm I'm not saying you, but like people forget that this guy's so talented. He put out three albums over the course of his career, and he wrote all the music and all the stuff for it by himself, which people nowadays need help. That just shows you how good he is. 
Um, yeah, because back then they all wrote their own music. They didn't pay 36 people to write a song. Thank you, Bill. Uh, all right. That's they paid, they paid yeah. 32 people to write songs. See, four less people. Exactly. Let's talk about Tug of War in 1982. 1982's Tug of War, there's a song in here, and you can talk about this too. It's about what there's the one of his first songs about John Lennon. Uh, after he was shot, called Here Today, which he played when we saw him. Yeah, um, and this wasn't the only um, Lennon tribute song he did. Like, there was a song, (coughs) there was actually a song, he actually did the um, background vocals for a song that, that, um, that, George Harrison did called all those years ago. Okay. I did not know that. Okay. And guess who was drumming on that song? Ringo. Ringo. They said it was the closest to a Beatles reunion. They ever got it. That's crazy. And you know what I'm going to do now? I'm actually going to yeah. compare here today to all those years ago, if you don't mind. Um, Go ahead. As Lennon's tribute songs. Um, first, um, all those years ago. Um, it's more like a song it's more like somebody reflecting back on the old days. Like one of the lines was, you know, the first line of the song was I'm shouting all about love when they treated you like a dog and you were the one. And there was a line going, you were the one who they said was so weird all those years ago. It's more like, you can't really tell that it's about someone who's deceased, if you know what I mean. I got you, yeah. It, it sounds like more like some of them just reflecting on old times. Like, the only thing you could tell if it's about... Like, not, don't get me wrong. If George Harrison's family is watching this, please don't sue me. I actually really do like that song. But the song is... The, the closest you could tell for it about being someone deceased is... Deep in the darkest night, I send out a prayer to you. But, yeah, well, if you look at Here Today, that is a song you can tell it's about someone who's no longer with us. Yeah. Like, and you know what? It's, um, it's, I remember when he actually played that, when we saw him, I actually teared up a little bit. Because the song is actually... It's about John Lennon. Yeah, it's... Because the opening line of the song is, and if I said, I really knew you well, what would your answer be? Yeah. If you were here today. And... And... um, And... When you... And when you look back at it, you know, you can tell this is about someone who's lost a dear friend. Yeah. And it's like, and you know what? It's um, it's sort of when we talked about when John wrote that song, How Do You Sleep, which was, again, a giant F you. To Paul, yeah. You can tell, like, you know, there were talks that John and Paul did reconcile yeah. before John died. But 
you know, when you listen to the song, did they really? Because it's like, you know, maybe they were on, maybe when John was killed, maybe they were on better terms. Right. Maybe they were on better terms. But did they completely reconcile? Because that song, if you listen to that song, that sounds like somebody who maybe didn't get to say everything before it was too late. Because I I picture the song, and you tell me if you agree or disagree, I picture the song that Paul is having a conversation with John and then saying all the things that he wished he said to him before he died. I I agree with you on that, actually. I, I definitely see that as well. If you were here today. Yeah. And go on. No, I was going to say, like, I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. I'm just, all I'm saying is that, like, it's it's definitely something that, you know, I think, if if I'm not mistaken, he dedicated it to John as well. Yeah. When we saw him, so. And, Um. but, um, but anyway, um, but there is a, yeah, we'll talk, we got to talk about that in a second, but yeah, but that's. Of the two Lennon tribute songs by former Beatles, I think here today is more. Uh, yeah. I think, because again, that sounds like Lennon, that McCartney is having a conversation with Lennon and, that they never got to have. Right. While George Harrison's, again, I really like the song. I really like all those years ago, but it's like, hey, remember this, remember this, remember this. Yeah. And John's, you could tell, Paul's, you could tell it's about him losing a dear friend. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, on to happier news. Um, Ebony and Ivory. Do you want to talk about that for a sec? Yeah. Ebony and Ivory live together in, like, this was one of the, um, this, you know, was about racial harmony. Yep. Like how we talked about how Lennon's songs were very political. This was one of the very few political, somewhat political songs McCartney has done. Yeah, I mean, this is, out of every single song I've heard of him, this is the only one I can think of that's like about anything like that. Well, there was another one. It was when he was with Wings, and I didn't bring it up. I apologize. It's, um... It's a song called Give Ireland Back to the Irish. Oh. It's about I, I have, the Troubles. Yeah, I have, I have heard of that one. And that song actually was banned from British Airwaves. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. But anyway, this is... Yeah, like, um, this song is... It's, it's a good. nice song. Yeah, it's not bad. Wow, South Africa actually banned the song. That's crazy. Because this was during apartheid. Oh, uh, that makes sense. So this song was actually banned in South Africa. Live together in... Have you ever it's... seen the SNL version of that song? No, I haven't. I'll tell you off air. All right. Um, it's not appropriate for on air. Um, okay. That's fine. Um, 
But um, what is your thoughts on the song? I like it. Overall, I like it. I mean, it hit, hit number one on the Billboard 100. I mean, I like it overall. So it kind of gets, I feel like it's overlooked by the Say, Say, Say Michael Jackson song. Because <laughs> this was the number one, that was the number one, but that got more light. So um, that's me. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, should we go to the next album? Let's go to the next one. Cool. Uh, Pipes of Peace. I mean, 1983. I have this on vinyl. Um, it has, this is the one with Say, Say, Say on it. Mm-hmm. Um, say, I mean, there are only two songs I really like off of this are the title track and say, 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 because that's really it on here. I mean, for me at least, but, uh, I, I do like say, say, say actually is one of the biggest songs of all time on the charts. That is. And so, and actually let's not forget the, the man and is also featuring Michael Jackson as well. Yeah, and also um, Paul McCartney guest vocal on a song on Thriller called The Girl Is Mine. I love that song. Girl is mine. And too bad Paul and Michael's relationship. Unfortunately. Because when, whatchamacallit, when um, Michael Jackson bought the rights to the Beatles songs. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, no, Michael Jackson just literally called up Paul. Goes, hey, Paul, I got something to tell you. He goes, what? I just bought your songs. And Paul goes, good one. Michael goes, no, I'm dead serious. I just did it. Yeah. So, yeah, they were on speaking terms for a while. No, of course. I mean, they, they made a couple songs that were really popular. And sure enough, that they had a little feud. So, yeah, but um, after Michael passed away, Paul did say, I think it was on David Letterman when he said, when he was showing a picture going, this look familiar. And he was telling him when he first met Michael, because we miss him. We, we really miss him. Um, yeah. But yes, the only song I really know on, on this one is Pipes of Peace and Say, Say, Say. Well, not Pipes of Peace. Um, is Say, Say, Say. Okay. Pipes of, I, the ones I know in here are Pipes of Peace. Say, oh, say, I know say. the man too. And so. the man, because Michael Jackson co-wrote it. That's really it, though. You know, there's not much. I mean, there's not there's a lot of filler on this album, unfortunately. It's still good stuff. It's just not as like mainstream as the other two or three songs. So. It's filler, but it's it's good filler. It's good filler. Next one. Let's go to the next one. Here we go. All right. I uh, the these just letting you know right now, these next few, I'm not gonna know a lot, but press to play, I'm not that familiar with. Yeah, me neither. You want to skip it? Yeah, let's skip it. Sorry, Paul. Sorry, Paul. Flowers in the dirt. I mean, I, I, there's like once. Hold on, I gotta what look song? at the track. Hold on, there's only like what my brave face. That's really it. Uh, the, my brave face is the only song I really know on this. On yeah, this, I album. don't really know that one either. Or so I, I barely know it. Off the ground in 1993. Off the ground. Yeah. Hold on. Uh let's see. Let me look at the track listing because I, I actually I let's oh hope of deliverance was a good track too on this album. I I don't hope of deliverance was actually a really good song on this act this record, truthfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that's the only one I know, unfortunately. I mean, I this is my this is where my knowledge of Paul McCartney kind of goes lower, but I will say though that um these the song Hope of Deliverance uh does uh do well. In my brain, I know it. I know of it. So, um, 
Anything else on off the ground? You want to go to the next one? Let's go to the next one. I really okay. Flame and Pie. Vaguely heard of this one. I I I'm familiar with it to an extent. Let's see. Uh, the track listing on Flaming Pie is. Uh, oh no, I, there's a few songs in there I I, I do know actually. Hold on. Uh, fl- I I know I know Calico Skies. I know Flaming Pie. I know Great Day, which is a deep cut on here, but I, I like it a lot. Uh, it's acoustic, which is good. And Flaming, then the title track Flaming Pie. So Calico Skies. I can't say it right. Flaming Pie. Uh, and great day are the really ones I know to, uh, and the other the ones I really only know, truthfully. Yeah. Hey, listen, I know you say you didn't want to talk about his cover albums, but yeah, there is a thing I want to talk about really quick on one of his cover albums. Is that if that's okay? Sure. What do you got? Um, on the Run Devil Run album. Yeah. Hold on. This was, I think this was an important album in his career because this was the first album he wrote after Linda passed away. He did after Linda passed away. Okay. And, and there is a song he did on it. And um which one did he cover? Well, he's covered all of them, but there is a song that I say is very um it's called Lonesome Town. Yeah. It was a song by Ricky Nelson. Yeah, yeah. And that was a song that um and that was a after Linda died, they had a tribute concert and he played this song because it was a really big, it was a tribute to her because she said, he said, you know, um, this song really means a lot to me and Linda um, when I was in Liverpool and she was in New York and I remember listening to this song constantly. And, yeah. and, and the song, the song itself, it's a breakup song. Mm. But when you hear Paul sing it, you basically hear him like he's not literally crying. But this song, you can tell it's probably because this song was very sentimental to him and Linda. You yeah. can tell he was. He was upset. sad when he was singing it. Like the opening line of the song is there's a place where love is gone to cry their troubles away. And they call it Lonesome Town where the lonely hearts stay. You can buy a dream or two that'll last you all through the year. And the only price you'll pay is a heart full of tears. Wow. And then the chorus is, I'm going down to Lonesome Town to cry my troubles away. I know it's, I'm going down to Lonesome Town with a lonely heart, with a broken heart stay. I'm going down to Lonesome Town to cry my troubles away. Yeah. And if you listen to the original Ricky Nelson, it sounds like one of those teen idol breakup songs. Right. But when you listen to Paul sing it, it's sad. It's really, you know, because when you listen to Ricky Nelson, it's like, oh, my broken heart, my broken heart. But when you listen to Paul sing it, you can hear the pain in his voice. Yeah. Because that song meant so much to him and Linda. And... And um, I, yeah, yeah, I know that's kind of random, but that's so this is why they call random facts with Bill. Oh, yeah, by the way, just like this is not a complete covers album, he wrote three songs for this album Run Devil Run, uh, No Time, Try Not to Cry, and What Is What It Is. Well, well depends I, on what your definition of the word is, is quoting Bill Clinton. Um, but anyway, know. um. 
But yeah, I think that album is somewhat important because this was his first, because after Linda died, he kind of, you know, didn't perform. And he was kind of with, and, you know, when she was sick and in her last days, he was spending time with her. Yeah. So he kind of stayed away from music. And then when she passed, he. He returned to it. That's when he returned to it. And because I remember seeing an interview with um, Julian Lemon, John's son. Yeah. And it was like right after the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when Paul was being inducted. Right. And also your boy, Billy, our boy, Billy Joel was being inducted the same year. Maybe that's yeah. why they're such good buddies. Um, Maybe. But they, um, Julian was asked, well, how's Paul doing? Going, I think he was happy that he was here, but I think he was sad because Linda wasn't there to see it. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's my little tangent. Let's move on. Let's go. Um, uh, Driving Rain, I, I know nothing about. Do you know anything about it? No, not really. No, I got nothing. All right. Let's oh, I know there. Freedom. I know about Freedom. Okay. That was actually a song that Paul actually wrote after 9-11. Oh, good at really? Yeah, he actually, um, he actually, um, because he was actually, I think he was at the airport at an airport when it happened and that's what caused him to wrote the song. Oh, interesting. And the concert for New York city that we talked about on our nine 11 show, he actually organized it. That's right. You I remember you telling me that. And that song. Yeah. That's like the only song I know from that. I didn't even know that was on the, on the album. I thought that was like a single. It was um, a last minute addition to the uh, album. Yeah. No. Anything else? On that album, I think we're good. All right, cool. All right. Uh, Chaos and Creation in the Backyard, I knew nothing about. Me neither. Let's skip this one. Sorry, guys. Memory Almost Full. There's, something, there's one song on this album, Memory Almost Full. Everybody's going to dance around. There you go. Everybody go everybody's going to dance around tonight. Dance, dance Tonight's a great track. I do really like that song. Yeah. Um, but that's the only one I know, unfortunately. Yeah, me neither. It's like me the too. ones, the ones. Uh, sorry, guys, we're really trying here. Um, uh, I will say that. Oh, I could talk about the next three. All right, let's hear it. All right, I'm on so, my coffee break. <laughs> oh God. All right, so new is an album uh, on Pomegranate that came out in 2013. Actually, this is my first introduction to his solo work. You're gonna think I'm crazy, but I I love. This album, it's got like what ten songs or whatever. I think yeah, yeah, twelve songs. Uh, he, he is save us is great. On my way to work is a great song. Queenie, I, I bop out to new is a great pop song. Uh, everybody out there is like a kind of like a hands message. Hey, everybody out there, you want to make a difference? And you know, one of those things. Uh, Road is a great track as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you're looking, I'm just saying this to anyone out there. If you're looking to get into any sort of Paul McCartney, like in later in on his career, like the past like probably 10, 15 years or so, check out New from 2013. It is a great record. Actually, it's really, really, really good. Uh, really, really solid material from him. 
Um, but and then his and then his I'm gonna get to the follow up album in a second, which I listened to actually a lot lately. Um, so but new, check out new, it's got really great stuff in it. The single new is great, Queenie Eye is great, Save Us is great. He really reminisces a lot of stuff on here, and it's really it's a really great album. Bill, you gotta get on new. New is a great album. I'll get on it. All right, but the question is, Bill, have you gotten on to Egypt Station? Because no, Egypt Station, Egypt Station, buddy. Hold on, I gotta get this. Egypt Station is such a fun album. You have to understand. What if I didn't hear about new, I would not have gotten excited for Egypt Station. This is this is also the first album of his to to top the Billboard 200 albums chart since 1982. Really? So this album charted at number one on the Billboard 200. Back in nineteen in 2018, truthfully, a couple of years, just a few years ago, he he this album charted number one. The last time that happened was Tug of War with Hey with Hey Here Today on it. I love this album. I love Egypt Station so much. Like there, it, it's such a great, great album. Like and unfortunately, it's it gets overlooked because it's such a modern album. But it's like it's so um, what's the word? It's so like it kind of got forgotten about, truthfully, mm-hmm. like because it, it's like it, it came out, it charted and that was it. And, and, and so unfortunately, one of the critic reviews said, hey, I wish I really wish that people would go back and look at this. album because look, the the story is that this album is a concept album, a loose concept album where it's like it's a, it's different train stops on a train ride. Each song is a different train state, a train stop. So you have opening station, which is like by 50 something seconds or whatever. And then it goes into, I don't know, which is a song about everyday life that struggles. We so don't know. It, yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's, it, it's a really great album. Truthfully, come on to me is a great rock song, modern rock. song. happy with you reminds me of like, like, a, like an old, like Beatles song. Who cares what the idiots say? Who cares what the idiots do? I do. That's a great song for you, Bill, is a bop. If you have not heard for you. I got to listen to it now, don't I? You have to listen to this, listen to this whole album because I've listened to the album. And if you've seen my Rock Talk episode for this album, but for uh, Egypt Station, he goes, so someone recorded when the album first came out, the Beatles channel on Sirius XM did a, Paul McCartney was in the studio and did a track by track discussion about this album on serious exam and the and the and the the link for that is on youtube so you can go check it out on youtube as well to see and hear him talk about every single one of these songs on the album and you can hear him talk about in sequential order on on youtube it's like just google paul mccartney egypt station serious exam broadcast and, the, and it's like an hour and a half long video but it, it all comes up, and it's really a, a, a fun album. For You is a really funny pop song. Confidant is a love song of the guitar. People Want Pieces about the people in Palestine. Hand in Hand is kind of a love song. Domino's is great. Back in Brazil is literally about being back in Brazil to the South American audience. Do It Now, Caesar Rock. Despite repeated warnings, without getting super political, it's about world leaders and figuring out what to do. Um, it actually fits very well with Ukraine right now. Uh, Station two is just an instrumental interlude, and it ends on a, it ends on a melody. This album, from start to finish, should have won Grammy of the Year. It's that good. Why? Oh, why? Oh, why did they not 
candidate for whatever. I don't care. This is just, I love this record. I listen to it almost on a daily, some, uh, someone on a daily basis, Bill. On a daily basis. Like it's just, it's, it's just such a great modern rock pop album, it, rock, rock album. It's just that good. I love this album. So it, it, it's, it, it was like praised by critics too. Yeah. So anyways, Egypt Station, guys, get on it. If you've not heard Egypt Station yet, get on it now. It's just that good of a record. Uh, and the album cover is great too. All right. Let's talk about his last solo effort before we close off for the night. And we got to get to the comparison too. Yes, that too. But let's talk about McCartney 3. McCartney 3 is his, is his third album he released where he did all the instruments on the album. He wrote all the songs. He wrote all of the album. He wrote every single song on the album. And he actually, it's been nominated for Best Rock Album at the next Grammy Awards, which is crazy. Um, I can't believe that, truthfully. Um, but... Overall, I, 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 I did I love it as much as Egypt Station? No, but I do, I do, I will say that this album was a lot of fun. It, it was just it's a, it's a typical Paul McCartney record to a T, and it was fantastic. I, 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 again, I didn't love it as much. I did not love it as much as Egypt Station, but I do love this record quite a bit. And McCartney Three was a solid delivery from Paul McCartney, uh, which is great. Uh, he, you know, he, he, you know, talk about guys who's almost 80 years old. He's still writing great songs, which is crazy. So anyways, um, but like I said, McCartney three, check it out. It's style, it's in the style of a die, a, a dice on the, on a, um, I don't know, just listen, check it out. Just, just check it out. It's a great album. Okay. There's one song I want to just clear my chest, get off my chest about. Sure, what do you got? Before we move on to comparison. Have you ever heard this song he did called Four or Five Seconds? Yeah, we'll talk about that. With Rihanna and... Um, yeah, and your boy, Kanye. Uh, I know. Now, I have a bone to pick with some people. I've waited seven years for this. Oh, good God. Here we go. I've waited seven years for this. And guess what? I have a platform where I can pick this bone. Oh boy, here we go. There were people when this song came out. Yep. And they were going, you know who's really good on this album? This new guy, Paul McCartney. Oh my God, for real? Yeah. And another one, you know, when when it was listed, Rihanna, Kanye West, and Paul McCartney, people were like, who's Paul McCartney? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta tell you, I have, I have no hope for this generation. This generation is screwed. Yeah, we're screwed. You dumbasses! You, Paul McCartney, who was in the greatest musical group ever, and that is not being hyperbolic. You, you know what? In thirty more years, people are still going to be talking about Paul McCartney, John Lennon, George Harrison, and Ringo Starr. They're not going to be talking about. Kanye, and if you've seen my, if you've been watching this for a while, you know my thoughts on Kanye West. Rihanna, I don't really have a beef with. She seems nice. She's she's good. Yeah, she she dealt with some terrible things with Chris Brown, but she's with someone now. She's, she's expecting a child. Congratulations. 
But, but saying that, oh, who is this Paul McCartney fellow? I know it's ridiculous. I can't believe it. <sighs> People are. I know. I, I it's. it's True story, Bill. Before we wrap, before we before we figure out who's who's better in our opinions, um, I gotta tell you truthfully, Paul. Mc, I mean, I was at, I was at I was working somewhere at one point before I well well before I started the Superview show, I said, oh, I have tickets to go see. Uh, I, I mentioned someone someone who I said, hey, you know, I, I we were talking about concerts and stuff like that, and she's like, oh, I'm going to see Bruno Mars and um. And who was it? It was like Bruno Mars and like Taylor Swift, something like that, right? I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to see Paul McCartney. She's like, who's that? A country singer? I said, no, he was in the Beatles. She's like, oh, okay. I wasn't sure. It's unfortunate. Yeah, that's really. I remember I was at some. I was at some club meeting and there was another icebreaker. How come icebreakers always get involved in this? But I don't know. But there was an icebreaker about about um who about um who would you want to see in concert and i said paul mccartney and the two people there who were running it were like you have good taste yeah damn right i have good taste and i'm like these people who are hooked on kanye west and rihanna thank you um so before yes america and god help us all before we get bill off on a giant tangent which one is better, John Lennon or Paul McCartney? Buddy, which one do you think is better? Okay, if you, if you had to pick between, like, let, let let's let's make it as simple as we can. Let's go between John Lennon and Paul McCartney. And- well, here's my thoughts. Go ahead. Okay, if you, okay, John's, okay, if you ask me for commercial success. I'm going to say Paul McCartney did better. But no, no doubt. Yeah. There's a but though. There is a but. Oh no, there's a but. The thing is Paul kind of had an unfair advantage cuz he's, you know, alive. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking about this as we were doing this, so. Because John's solo career only lasted 10 years. Yeah, unfortunately. Because John was John Lennon was killed 10 years after the Beatles broke up. Um, if you look into music wise, I think John is more rock. Okay. Well, Paul, I do think he does he is rock, but in a lot of songs, I think he's kind and you can smack me for saying this, he's kind of more popish if you think about it. I th- I wouldn't smack you. I say that's valid. That's a very that's a reasonable, you know. I would say Paul John's music is more darker. Yeah, I'd say so. Because it's as we covered here tonight, it's about a lot of political themes and, and the Vietnam War. And the Vietnam War, while John, while Paul's music is more while Paul's music is more the silly love songs. Yeah. Now, and I'll be honest, this is a very hard decision. And this might sound like a little bit of a cop out, but here's what I'm going to say. I think Paul's music is more enjoyable. I would say so, yeah. But I think John's music is more interesting. That's a fair assessment. I think John's music is very is more interesting. Like, yeah. and no disrespect to Paul McCartney. No, no, that man is a living, breathing legend. Yes, 
but um but John but John Len but Lenin's music is kind of more interesting and it makes you think a little more. And and like here's the thing, like Paul McCartney has had a lot of success, but he's also had a lot of duds. But and and, and this might be blasphemy to say, but do you think maybe Paul has run his course? Yes and no. I mean, like he, he's done a lot of. I mean, he's still putting out great content. I mean, the fact that his most recent album got nominated for uh, Grammy Album of the Year for like for a rock album, so that tells you something. But um, if you go by those standards, I mean, I still yeah. I love Egypt Station. I love New. I think those are two great records. And you know, another thing I said, I think Paul has the better voice, but I think John has the better lyrics. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. Because that ties into like what I said. I think Paul's music is more enjoyable, but I think John's is more interesting. I'd say so with that. I, I agree with you on that. Yeah. Because I will say I think John Lennon is my favorite Beatle. Mm, okay. But yeah, like I said, this is a very hard choice. But yeah, for me, it's a little a little easier, but it, it is difficult no matter what. Now, what's your what's your assessment? So I'm going to give my assessment and I'm going to give my pick as well. I, I agree with you on a, a lot of things. You said that how John Lennon's music is very dark. It is. It, it's got a lot. It's got different feels to it. It's got different messages in it. It's still, still relevant to stuff that's happening in the world today. Uh, it's still happening in the world. It's still happening with stuff around the world. And his, his music has a universal message to it, in my opinion, with like, with songs like imagine or instant karma or give peace a chance, stuff like that. And he, he, he really believed that music could change the world. And he definitely tried to do that. I would say personally, Mm -hmm. on the flip side of the coin that with Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney has been around a a much, much, much longer time, of course, but Paul McCartney has also been putting a consistently good content for over 60 years of his, of his career in the Beatles wings and a solo artist. Yes. So, but again, that gives Paul a bit of an unfair advantage. Unfair, I mean, y- yes, it's an unfair advantage. But I think, but I think John Lennon, but there, but there, to me, there's a reason why they choose Imagine for the, the for the Times Square Tonight shows. There's a reason why they choose uh, the uh, the uh, that song Imagine for Times Square on New Year's Eve. I feel like it gives you hope. I mean, despite the lyrical, you know, uh, controversies surrounding it, I think that. I think that honestly, if you were to ask me, I think that imagine is a universal message. So, hey, we, you know, saying we got this. Yeah. I think in a way, John's music, again, no disrespect to Paul McCartney. Yeah. I think John's music, in a way, is kind of a little more memorable once you think about it. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, not many well, people. I think maybe it also has to do with, again, that unfair advantage for Paul, but here's an advantage for John. John's been gone for over 40 years and maybe his death remembered his music more. What was that? Maybe his death has remembered his music more. Yeah, maybe because people remember people remember John Lennon for what he was music-wise. And And maybe that's what people think about. Yeah. I mean, and whereas McCartney is still going strong, he still has a billion dollars to his name. So that you know, yeah, he has had success over the course of his life. He's he's a very fortunate guy. But um, but yeah, I, honestly, 
if I between you and me, Bill, I'm going with and everyone watching. Yeah. And, and everyone watching and listening. I'm going with Paul McCartney. Why? Because hear me out for a sec. Mm-hmm. When you think of, I mean, to be fair, you cannot go see, you can't go see the Beatles anymore because two of the members are dead. Yes. But you can, you can still go see one of the lead singers of that group in Paul McCartney. Whereas if you go see Ringo Starr, you, you know, he didn't sing a lot of the songs. So the, the, there's one advantage for Paul there. I'm not anti-John. I love John. I think John did a great job with his, with his work, truthfully. But I, I'm leaning towards Paul just because he has longevity. I feel like he's going to be remembered. He's been remembered through generations, like for, through physically being alive compared to someone who has been, someone like John Lennon who has been shot, unfortunately, which is sad. So. And here's what, what I have to say. I would say like for Beatles stuff, I would say Paul was better. But for solo stuff, I'm kind of leaning towards John. Okay, that's totally and fine. Again, I love Paul McCartney. I've seen yeah. him in concert. Me too. It was the best concert I've seen. Yep. But, you know, it's like, you know, I, I think Paul's music, I think Beatles-wise, Paul's music was better. But I think solo-wise, like, again, again, and like, listen, I'm not disrespecting Paul here. No. It's, like I said, I think John's music is more interesting. But I think Paul's is more enjoyable. Mm, okay. And like, you know, if I want to be in a good mood, I'm not going to listen to a Matt. I'm not going to listen to God or Instinct Karma or I, I don't want to be a soldier. If I'm in a good mood, I don't want to listen to that. I want to listen to maybe I'm amazed. I want to listen to silly love songs. No, that makes total sense. I want to listen to dance tonight. I don't want to. But, you know, if I'm thinking about something, I would want to listen to something like Power to the People or Imagine. Yeah, or, or, or four or five seconds. <laughs> uh, I have nothing against the song. It's just the idiots who, you know. Who's this Paul McCartney guy? I don't know. He was in the Beatles. Our generation is doomed. And quoting a friend of mine, I wonder we're going to be taken over by monkeys in the future. Oh, yeah. Plan of the Apes for life. Dude. May God help us all. Yes. Preach, buddy. Preach. So anyway, I think that's about it. So you're going with John and I'm going with Paul? I'm with John. Wow, this is the first time we're on the opposite spe- spectrum. I know, that's crazy. Well, that is going to do it for us tonight, guys. We've gone for literally over an hour and 40-something minutes. Thank you so much for watching, listening, however you enjoyed us tonight. And we hope you enjoy the rest of your time. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. And as always, and uh, follow us on Spotify Podcast. And subscribe to us on YouTube. We do this every Wednesday night. Uh, sorry we started a little late tonight, but that's okay. We hope you all are doing well. Stay safe and be be well out there. And Bill, and, what do you got? And don't forget, check out our podcast, Sports Insanity Podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. Check us out. We are on all platforms. They do a great job over there. There's no yes, denying. we do. We do fantastic. All right. Thank you so much for watching, listening, everyone. We'll see you guys next time on Mixed Bang next week with a new topic. We're done with our our solo career stuff. Well, we'll see you guys next week.